Welcome to the Celebration Church Tri-Cities Podcast. We are so grateful that you have chosen to spend part of your day with us. We are praying that God speaks to you through this message from our pastor, Robert Russell. For more information about our church, visit cctri.org. Enjoy the message. Let's pray together. Lord, we do give you thanks that you are the light of the world, that you are the light to each of us individually, that apart from you, we would have no hope, no direction. We'd be worse than homeless. We would be without hope. And yet in you, we have this sense of celebration for this Christmas season, for all that takes place, for the purpose of praising you and giving thanks that you chose to take the form of a man and come into this world to live a sinless life, to be the sacrifice so that each one of us might be cleansed and purified and have the hope of eternal life. Lord, we give you thanks this Christmas season. And we ask that your Holy Spirit would be upon this time of teaching, that you would speak to our individual hearts, give us fresh understanding of what you are doing. And I do pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, the theme or title for this weekend's services is Love's Pure Light. Obviously talking about Christ and his nature, that he is the light of the world. But light is a very interesting thing if you really give it a lot of reflection. Because if you're in a place that is perfectly dark, one little tiny bit of light provides a measure of hope measure of distance and perception. And then light has a lot of ways of doing many different things. Just this morning, all the different colors of lights that were presented and the way to use it to illustrate. And sometimes light can give a, a sudden sense of joy and happiness. It's like if I love being on the water in the evening as the sun is starting to decline in the summer days and, and in, it flickers across the water. And then, then as the fall approaches, the different light as it's on the leaves and things of that nature. Light has this beautiful way of, of illustrating, illuminating, and changing even the, the mood of a moment. And I believe that God in creating light was revealing something about himself. In fact, the scripture says that creation itself speaks of the glory of God such that men are without excuse, that creation itself speaks of his glory. And I believe in the minute details of how God has created this world, he is revealing something about himself while at the same time revealing about what it means to be apart from him. And the scripture says in the book of Genesis that in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. 
that the earth was formless and empty and darkness was over the surface. The spirit was hovering over the waters. And the scripture says, God said, let there be light. That there was this sense of darkness, as I think of outer space, you might say. I mean, essentially there's endless darkness that has countless numbers of stars scattered within it that give a measure of light that we have light here because God created the sun and the stars and the moons and they reflect various things that give us some measure of light. But he is the one who said, let there be light. And not only that, he saw the light and said that it was good. He called the light day and the dark night. And I believe that contrast that he created right at the beginning is to reveal what he is wanting to reveal to all of humanity, that in this world he has chosen by his wisdom to allow darkness. But he himself is light, his glory is light, and that in the context of the world in which we find ourselves, there is evil and darkness, and darkness is usually associated with something that is not good. And at the same time, there is beauty and light that, and this contrast couldn't be more real before us each and every day. And it's within this context that God has allowed us to make choices that are real choices that matter not only for this world, but for eternity. And so this contrast between light and dark that he has set before us right from the beginning is revealing something very, very important. In fact, the scripture says this, that Jesus spoke to the people and he said, I am the light of the world, that whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but they will have the light of life. So right from the beginning in creation, he established this contrast between light and dark. I really believe as the sort of the platform to declare eventually who he is that he is the light of the world. Now, that has a lot of connotations because when a person does not know Christ, it is true that you walk in darkness. Now, you don't know that yourself. You don't realize you're walking in darkness, but you are. In fact, I used to think of people who I knew that I didn't know quite how to describe them or understand them, but they were Christians, and I thought they were, lived in their own little world. And this is now before I was a Christian. And what I meant by that was that they lived in a fantasy world. That's what I thought. And that I lived in the real world. I understood the, how life really operated. Little did I know that I was the one who was deceived and blinded and walking in darkness. And they were connected to the real world. And see, the difference was, was that my mind was blinded. I was in darkness. I could not see. Whereas those at the time who knew Christ had the light of Christ, giving them understanding about this world so that they could see things very differently. The scripture talks about those who have eyes to see and ears to hear. Well, you see, if you're in darkness, you cannot see. So it is true that a human being who does not know Christ can be walking in this world in the middle of the day when the sun is at its brightest and everything is as clear as can be, but essentially they're walking in the darkness. 
They can't see what is all around them that comes from Christ. That the true illumination that comes from the Holy Spirit is what opens your mind, opens your heart, gives you the capacity to see, and essentially lights your path. That the Holy Spirit dwelling within any person who comes to know Christ, then it illuminates for you life. So if you think of light, it gives you the ability to see and, and it takes away the darkness. Well, it does just that in your soul, the light of Christ. That he gives you the ability to see, first of all, things about yourself. That when the Holy Spirit convicts a person who does not know Christ, he is convicting them to see the darkness of their own soul and then showing that there is a better way. He likewise illuminates our souls to show us things about ourselves that are not of him in order that he might change them. He likes our path. That is, he goes before us, gives us direction in life. It is such a very, very wise thing for a young person to seek after Christ at a very young age in order that he would light your path. In fact, I've said to my own kids and young adults that life is hard enough as it is if you're making good choices. If you're making bad choices, it doubles the complexity and difficulty, sometimes more than doubles it. And so a person who has the light of Christ in the path of their life, it is such a wise thing. You'll see the benefit, the fruit of that over the years that you go through this world. So when the scripture says that Christ is the light of the world, that you will have the light of life, having him, knowing him, the person of Christ, is like having perfect illumination in how to see in this world. That sometimes you can be deceived even though you know Christ, but if you're relying upon the Holy Spirit, he'll show you the deception, show you what is true. And see, it's always him bringing to bear the light that he is. Now, interestingly enough, even though he said that he is the light of the world, he then later said to the disciples that you are the light of the world. Now, really, he is the ultimate light, the perfect light. But he says in creating his body, his church, in filling us with the Holy Spirit, that we would do even greater things than he had done, and that you and I are to be the light to the world. The scripture says you don't put a light under something and hide it, but rather that it gives light, that it stands brightly. And Jesus said, let your light shine before men so that people may see your Father in heaven and praise him. That as the light of Christ in your life shines brightly, however God calls to work in your life, that it brings glory and honor to the Father. I take like the people who've worked in the children's ministry here over the years. There have been a countless number of children who have accepted Christ through our children's ministry. I think of when we do the summer camps at Camp Placid, how many children out there have been baptized in the swimming pool at Camp Placid? And 
we've had the blessing of having many good children's ministers like Sandy Miller who does it now and who is literally dressed in pajamas over in the gym playing with your kids at this very moment and enjoying doing so. And she loves children and it just shows so vividly. There are hundreds of children in this community who've received Christmas gifts through Angel Tree primarily because of her ministry and yours coupling with her. But you see, the light of Christ in her has gifted her to work with children, to love children, to minister to children, and it just flows so naturally. Well, likewise, God has created every person in this room with special gifts, special talents, his Holy Spirit in you, lighting your life, then you are a light to the world. I love the video that we saw earlier of all the different people around the world saying essentially Merry Christmas to Celebration Church. And I've had the honor of spending time with most, not all of those people, but most all of those people. They're all very special. They all have a love for the Lord that really challenges me. Like Vicki Adundo, who just loves homeless children. It's what she always does. Or the Broyles family that goes from the most impoverished nation in the Western Hemisphere to probably the most dangerous nation in the entire world to minister to others. Or those who are in countries where they can't even talk about Jesus openly and doing so because of their love for him. Or the Kamanapalis, Ernest has been here to speak, it's been a few years, but in India where they have literally thousands of people that they have ministered to over the years and raised up hundreds of pastors and had a huge impact in that country. Or the Medvedevs were in the video. They're the folks who live in Russia. And they attended this church while he was studying at Emmanuel Seminary before he went back to Russia, where now he teaches in a seminary there and raises up pastors, and he serves as a part-time pastor. And I love that video because they, they made those recently really partly to say thank you because we support all of those are people that Celebration Church supports. But really, my thanks is to them because they allow us to be an increased light to the world in all these different places that over the years we've had missionary connections in so many different places and had the opportunity to be a light that Christ would call us to be. And you see, God calls you to be a light personally where you are, where you're planted. But he also gives us a unique privilege to be a light to the world. Do you realize that no generation in the history of the world has had more opportunity to minister around the world than you and I? Do you realize that? No generation. Because I was teaching here just a few weeks ago about the true church thinks globally and I asked then how many of you had been on a short-term mission trip and a large number of hands have gone up, that just not that many decades ago, that would not have been plausible. But now you and I can go essentially anywhere in the world and minister. 
We can instantaneously connect anywhere in the world. We can support people throughout the world. It's an amazing time. These are the last days. There is a culmination at work. There is a harvest coming in. You don't see it because the media doesn't talk about the work of the Holy Spirit and the harvest of souls, but it's real in the world that the Spirit of God is calling people unto himself over and over and over. And you see, we live in a great time, an extraordinary time. And I'm thankful for the people who've put together this service this weekend that they have a perspective to think about the world. You'll notice on the walls here, just different regions are represented. All the ones that were in the video, people who spoke, they're represented there. And in a little while, I'm going to encourage you to take some steps about how you would emphasize or reconnect to different parts of the world. Because it is God calling us to be a light. He's given us unique opportunities to do so. I was thinking about this, and really it's just mind-boggling. But the Lord has given just my little family an opportunity to connect with every region that is represented here. Whether it's missionaries that we know, or children that we sponsor, or missions organizations that we work with, God has given us the opportunity to connect with every single one of them. And it's such a privilege, such an honor. It reflects him. I've mentioned before that when Arcadius is here visiting or Vicky Adundo or some of the other people, I feel like I'm in the presence of spiritual royalty. Because they're people who are so humble, who think really little of themselves, but love the Lord so deeply and love others so richly. Recently, when the Annie Moses Band was here, and somebody asked me, he says, well, do you feel like you know somebody famous? Because, you know, they've been on a lot of television programs, and they appear all over the world literally doing concerts. I said, you know, it's... I don't think of it like that with the Annie Moses band. I said, I do think of them, however, as spiritual royalty because they have been given it phenomenal talents, but they so humbly use them before the Lord to his glory. That's why I say whenever you spend time with them, it's like touching heaven for a little while. It's because they are gifted, but they're humble. And what makes spiritual royalty is a brokenness, a contriteness in heart, a humility in which the Spirit of the Lord can pour out. And when that happens, you see, it's the light of Christ, who is the light of the world, pouring out through you, making you likewise that light. There's another interesting aspect of what the Scripture says about light, because you see, from Genesis to Revelation, there is this revealing about the subject of light. In chapter 21, near the end of the book, John, who was seeing this vision, was seeing the new heaven and the new earth. And he saw the new Jerusalem, what you might think of as the new capital. 
And he said, I didn't see a temple in the city because the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb, that they are the temple. In other words, God himself is the temple. They didn't need a a special physical place. And that the city didn't need a sun or the moon because the glory of God gives it light. That his glory is so magnificent, so powerful, so overwhelming that there was no need for any light. It was his character, his nature himself. The same scripture says that the nations will walk by the light that is Christ. But there will be no night there. You see, no longer will, be, will there be this darkness that will penetrate the world. No longer will there be any form of evil whatsoever. That it will all have been vanquished. That it will be the continuous beauty, glory of, the, of God himself that is the light of all creation. The scripture says the glory and the honor of, <clears throat> of the nations we brought into it and nothing impure will enter it. Only those who have their names written in the Lamb's book of life. That those who know him will enter into his presence to walk with him. In recent months, I know some of people in our church have lost loved ones. And there is this thing where you just want to know a little bit about what they are experiencing. But it has to be, as Jesus said to the thief, this day you will be with me in paradise. Or as Paul said, absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. That that instantly in leaving this world, you enter into his presence. The glory and the radiance of God himself is upon you. It has to be beyond anything any of us have ever fathomed. But it is the hope of this life and the hope of eternity found in him and him alone. Now, you see, Jesus wants you and I to be that light. Wherever we go, to be a light to the world. And what we want to do is the musicians are going to come back and we're going to take a time of prayer and reflection And then encourage you to take a physical step about how would you commit to in some way or another being committed to being a light to the world. Now there are tables over here in the corners or there's some in the very back and on them are little candles. And just on the bottom there's a switch that you flip that turns the little candle on. And we would encourage you to first take time and pray and ask, how would the Lord want you to intercede in prayer for one of these regions, to support some missions work or missionary financially or something of that nature in one of the areas? Or perhaps God would be calling you to go, physically go to one of the regions of the world that we have listed here. And wherever you feel a connection that you would take one of the little candles and just sit it. You'll be able to see when you go near the wall there, you can sit the candle right upon what is displayed there in the wall. And you might even want to take more than one and say that I have a heart for this region or that region. And really, as I thought about it, I have a heart in some way or another everywhere. 
And I, I'm so thankful for that. Like I look at Mexico and we have at least two different missionaries like the Boardwines that were in the video or the Shanks who are new who've gone there this year or the Medvedevs in Russia. We've had missions work in South America and Brazil for years. We have different people in different regions. But I would have to say for me personally, where the Lord has really committed my heart this year, where I'm most connected is in Africa with Vicki and the Children's Orphanage. I told you that Arcadius asked me, or I asked him really if I could be his spiritual father and, and he, he said, oh, he would appreciate that. And just uh, yesterday, I got a message from him and he said, Papa, I have bad news. One of the little boys in the orphanage died just two days ago. He was 13. He didn't die from COVID or he didn't die from starvation. Arcadius said he's had a heart issue, we think, and he was out playing and he just collapsed and died. Now, you know, I thought about that and it made me very sad initially, but I thought this, that kid was a homeless child and Vicky. Arcadius rescued him. He's had the gospel pre clearly presented to him and demonstrated to him. I'm sure he knew the Lord. He could have died on the street of starvation. He could have been part of the sex traffic of the world or something like that. But instead, he was loved during the short years of his life. And part of that is your love for Vicky. That people here have been so supportive of her to allow her to have that ministry there. It does matter. It does matter that we reach out to the world. So I want you to take your time. There's no hurry because we're gonna take an extended period of time in worship Give people plenty of room and distance as you do so, but just take a candle and place it where you feel led to represent what God wants you to do to commit to being a light to the world. Let's pray together. Emmanuel. God with us each and every day. So much of the world doesn't understand Christmas. They like the holiday, but it's about it. The truth is that you, Lord, came that we might have life and have it abundantly. Unfortunately, we seek life in the world rather than in you. That abundant life is found in knowing you, walking with you, listening to you, letting you be the light of our life. So this Christmas season, my prayer for all of us, Lord, is that we would humbly and hopefully invite the light of your life into us in a powerful way. 
If you're watching online and you don't yet know Christ, it's a simple thing to come to the place of saying, Lord, I'm a sinner. I need forgiveness. Would you take away the darkness of my past? Would you bring your light into my life? Would you make me a new creation? The Lord always honors such a prayer. He'll fill you with his spirit, teach you day by day, and make you a light to the world. For all of us, we pray that this Christmas season would be a time of healing, joy, hope, and blessing. We pray this in Christ's name. Amen. We hope that you enjoyed this podcast and that it blessed you in some way. Don't forget to visit our website at cctri.org. And make sure that you send us your prayer requests at office at cctri.org. We pray that the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him.